We may call it different things. A cookout, a barbecue, throwing some meat on the grill. But we're all doing the same thing. We're cooking meat and we're spending time with our favorite people. In the summertime, I always look forward to a season full of family barbecues. My family plays piquino, we make refreshing summer drinks, and most importantly, we light up the grill. So in honor of summertime and grilling season, today we're going to talk all things barbecue. From WBEC Chicago, this is When Magic Happens. I'm Taylor Coward, here with Jennifer Shaylove Long and Cheryl Jackson, who's calling in from Memphis. And today we're talking about barbecue, grilling tips, traditions, and who's behind that grill. Later, we hear from classically trained chef, barbecue goat, and pit master Dominique Leach. She's the owner of Lexington Betty Smokehouse, located on the south side of Chicago. All that and more coming up. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Ladies. Yes. I have a very important question. What's up? What do you call a summer function with meat on the grill? A hoedown. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Jennifer calls it a hoedown. Cheryl. Uh, Jennifer, where are you from again? I'm from New Mexico. You know, we got kind of that that western western flavor to it. Okay, cool. We call it a barbecue, you know? Yeah. What you doing today? (laughs) Me too. I I also, I call it a barbecue. And I also love, uh, we putting some on the grill. (laughs) <laughs> We're throwing some meat on the grill. I like the, it. Everybody knows what that means. Okay. So at this hoedown, <laughs> cookout, barbecue. It's really a cookout. Cookout, barbecue, yeah, hoedown, yeah. throwdown. Yep. What are the essentials for you? Ooh. Um, the essentials are, well, we do a lot of dancing. Hmm. So music. Music is essential. Okay. It's like the typical, we've got corn, corn on the cob. All different types of meats, fish, oh, veggie burgers. What kind of fish? Like salmon hmm. and um, on like a mainly c- salmon. Cedar plank. Yes, <laughs> actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we got okay. music. Yep, fish, corn, yep. Got, corn, got, uh, veggie adult salad, libation. right? Adult libations, Cheryl. Yes, adult libations. What are you? Okay. What, are you <laughs> what are your essentials, Cheryl? Um. People, you know, you're laughing, you're yeah. trash talking. It's usually family and close friends. But yes, essentials, uh, ribs, okay, pork and beef ribs, uh, links. What kind of links? You know, there's chicken, um, um, hot Wait, links. hold on, hold on. Yeah, let's talk hold about on. the link. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hot link. Okay. You don't hot like hot links? links? No, no. Well, so oh, not okay. that I don't like them. But you like, but I don't eat meat. That'll do it. So, but but tell me about the hot links, though. Like, I'm curious. If you don't eat meat, if you don't eat meat, you're really not gonna like this. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, Bologna. We throw bologna. Oh, do you really? Well, yeah, the the really thick kind. Oh wow! And so it's really thick bologna, and it's so it's so apropos that I am calling in from Memphis. Okay, it is. 
barbecue capital of the world. Um, <laughs> and I am, my mother's house is about two blocks from Central Barbecue, one of our well-known barbecue place, just a few blocks from Rendezvous that uh, some people love. But yeah, barbecue bologna sandwiches, you know, you just grill that thick barbecue, put the, slap the sauce on it, put coleslaw on that between two buns. Um, it is delicious. Wow. It's mm. all kinds of wrong, okay? Uh, in terms of being PC, it's processed meat, but oh my God, That's it is okay. so good. So yes. So where do you, where Memphis, do you get, I, I want to know, where do you get the bologna? Is it bologna or bologna? I d- bologna. You know, bologna. Where do you get bologna? the bologna? Do you get it from a butcher or is it just like packaged? Look, at the stove. You, you, the thick bologna, the thick bologna, you, you get it from a butcher. You get it from a meat store. Usually, you know, where our people are. So, okay. yes, I was at a fish store deep in uh, the community. And it's a whole experience just going in and buying the meat from a black-owned butcher shop or meat, meat shop. It's hilarious. But yeah, you got to go. You got to go. You got to know where to go to get that thick bologna. It's not well, every place. You're not going to walk up in Whole Foods and find thick bologna. Some bologna. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I hate to break up the bologna chat. Okay. I've heard you mention adult libations, which mm-hmm. I feel like is a cornerstone of a good cookout barbecue hoedown. Mm-hmm. So what are your required libations that you have? We normally have like some whiskey oh. or bourbon, something brown. Okay. Well, it's usually you? hot down south. So, you know, it's going to be a margarita. It's going to be something cold. I agree. I mean, my family, we do a sangria. You can kind of mm. throw anything in a sangria. And then you have the fun after surprise of the fruit that is now yes. soaked in all the alcohol. So that's a very fun way to pass the time. So who makes the sangria? We switch off. My mom typically makes it. Okay. So she'll do like oranges, green apples, red apples, a lot of brandy, mm-hmm. a red wine. She adds brown sugar. It's very tasty. Yum. Oh, I want that some of that. Good. I'll make some. A win magic happens sangria. Okay. Bring <laughs> it. There you go. Bring it. There you go. So we have music at oh. this party. We have bologna. We have sangria and whiskey and margaritas. Now, do your families play games at these parties? We do play games. Okay, what do you play? We play we play spades. Okay, that's like I don't know how that's, <laughs> that that's like the game that we play, okay. and we play what's that cornhole? We have a cornhole game. Oh, okay. Yeah, and actually, most of the time we have it at my cousin's house, who is in Aiken, South Carolina, mm-hmm. and she has all the space, and so it's just lots of tables, people set up in different places, play spades. That's cool. Do cornhole. You know, the kids are running around playing in the little blow-up pools with the music. Cornhole. Yeah, cornhole. You know, it's like that. You know what I'm talking about? Is it like a a wood board with holes in the throw? Yeah, yep. Do you use corn? No, it's it's like it. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's I'm kidding. why we like the corn on the cob. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Cheryl, yes. Is there a game that you gravitate toward at these functions? Not at all. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> she said, "Nope, not at all. Nope, not at all." Well, y'all already know mm-hmm. I was raised Church of God in Christ, so you don't. I don't know nothing about spades, mm-hmm. dominoes. It's not. Uh, 
it's not that. We just are laughing, telling stories. That's our whole thing. I mean, you know, it's hard to even sneak in any um, alcohol, usually, because it's sans alcohol. Sneak? Really? You sneak it in? Yeah, my family doesn't drink. Like oh. mine. They do not. Wow. I'm the only heathen in the bunch. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> okay, that's interesting. So if you have that margarita, is it just for you? Like, is this in a personal? I, so I've only gotten grown, you know, bold enough to uh, introduce alcohol. And I d- mostly don't do it. Um, but if it's, you know, a mix of family and friends, if it's just friends. I mean, I got a lot of preachers in my family. I might, you know, bring in something like wine or, you know, some champagne or something, keeping it light. Mm-hmm. So well- my mother just the other day, she told me, she's like, you're going out. Uh, I hope you don't have any liquor. You know, do something light, Cheryl. Just maybe have a glass of wine or champagne. What are you going to have? Have a LaCroix. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to have? Okay. (laughs) 58. She wants to tell me what to drink. But that's that's my mom. But I'm curious, uh, Taylor, Mm -hmm. you've been talking about this Pokino. I've never even heard of that. What's that about? What's that game? Okay. You know Is that how, like a craze, a trend or no, something? You know when some families put money under like the jail or like the Pasco in Monopoly? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't uh-huh. know how many of my family's Pequino rules are actually in the rule book. So I'll just <laughs> I'll just explain how we play. Okay. 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 So you have a board in front of you with all face cards on them. So like Jack of Heart, Queen Queen of Spades, all that. Mm-hmm. And then Someone is holding a deck of cards and they call out a card. And if that card is on your board, you put down a chip. It looks like a little checkers chip. Basically, you win Pequino if you get, I think it's like five or six chips in a row. Okay. And so they can go diagonal, straight down, right across. Is it like bingo kind of? Yeah, kind of like bingo. Okay. And you have to yell Pequino. And lately, my grandma has been... Not wearing her glasses and yeah. has not been yelling Pekina. <laughs> and all of my cousins keep helping her. And I'm like, stop helping her. <laughs> because we say like, oh, you slept it. So if you slept it, that means you didn't call it and we're moving on and you did not win. Now, when do you have to call? You have to call it when it's your turn or you have right to call away. it? Okay. As soon as those chips you see are in a row and make Pekino, you have to like just interrupt and call it out. Okay. And so... We also, that's, this is what I mean. We also play for four corners. So sometimes if you have all the four corners on the board, we'll give you uh-huh. money for that. And so that's what I mean of like, are these official rules or are these my family's rules? But it's very fun. I'll it bring sounds it, fun. I'll bring it one day. Bring it. Yeah, we'll play Pequino. All right. So it sounds like our parties are very different. And I'm wondering if that's because of where we live, where we're from. And so I kind of want to get into maybe some regional differences that we have in barbecue, whether that be the party itself or even the food, like the meat itself. So in New Mexico, what do you think is something that y'all make that me and Cheryl probably don't make at a barbecue? There is this green chili that like in New Mexico, people put it up pretty much on everything, Mm -hmm. you know. And so there's some like kind of differences with like flavor, Mm -hmm. green chili and red chili. 
And like people will literally go there for it, pack it up and ship it off and freeze it. Right. Mm, and so, really? yeah, it's just and and there like they add it to everything. You know, they put it on pretty much anything you can imagine putting it on. They put it on there. What's the origins of it? I mean, well, like, so that, um... they're actually chilies. They're actually uh, these chilies that grow in New Mexico and they cut them up and cook them and prepare them in such a way that it creates this green chili. And it's like, it's, it's kind of salsa so has a like, consistency right. of like a salsa. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So now that has me wondering what our standard barbecue plate looks like. Like here, when I order barbecue, I'm expecting a slice of very compacted white bread. I'm oh, yeah. expecting French fries. I'm expecting, cause I get a tip and link combo. I'm okay. expecting one big, a hot link, and I'm expecting some rib tips. That's my perfect plate. Maybe two two slices of white bread, I'll say. Yeah. Okay. Okay, because you got to get that white bread. And I'm wondering, is that nor- like, does everyone do that, or is that the Chicago style of a barbecue plate? It's usually the standard barbecue plate is you know the white bread, the barbecue, whatever that whether it's rib tips, links, pork ribs, beef ribs, but baked beans and coleslaw. Mm, hmm. Baked beans. We do yeah, have baked, baked beans. beans. Yeah, I, have baked, I like a baked bean. I like a bushes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coleslaw is very divisive, though. Mm. Like, I don't like, most coleslaw I don't like. Like, in Chicago, a lot of food, you're going to get coleslaw on the side for some reason. Like, Harold's Chicken, you get four chicken wings, fries, a piece of bread, and There's randomly you get a piece of coleslaw. Mm. I, do, people, it's, I feel like it's divisive, but the type of coleslaw I feel like varies. Like sometimes I see raisins. Mm-hmm. Sometimes oh. I see just. Oh God! <laughs> we put that in she the potato salad. So... Just kidding. That's right. That's oh, right. kidding. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> sometimes I see just you know maybe like two where tablespoons. Do, where are you when you see these raisins in the coleslaw? I just need to know. At the Jewel Osco, Jewel, their their coleslaw <laughs> behind the deli has raisins in it, and I'm always like. And I'm like, who's doing this? But maybe it's just like, maybe it's a family thing because maybe there's a different family in Chicago that's like, I have to have raisins. And so I want to get to the bottom of this. Maybe it's like that tart and sweet. You know, it's got the vinegar and the, What's in your coleslaw? Well, my dad makes the coleslaw. Okay. And he can throw down on some coleslaw. What's in it? I don't even really know. I mean, I know. (laughs) I know it's good. Like, there's mayo in there. Let me tell you, you know, I'm the worst person to be talking about cooking any kind of food. You're like, I just show up. You're not a cook. You just show up. No, not taste. I do taste. Okay. I taste. I'm the taster. Yeah, that's a good job. And I bring the music Mm -hmm. and then, like, and the vibes. Kicking off the dancing thing. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So, but I will taste food. In most places that are known for their barbecue, is, is is it dry? Or is it wet? Like rendezvous is dry um, barbecue. Cheryl, what are we talking are about? Are you on rendezvous <laughs> payroll? <laughs> I don't. I'm not even a fan of rendezvous personally because I I like my barbecue wet, and so I like cozy corner okay. barbecue, interstate. You know, um, interstate barbecue. I, I like it wet. But here's the thing: what really annoys me when people. So- you know, throw their, they cook their meat, they grill their meat, mm-hmm. and then they will put the um, sauce on afterwards and then hand it to you. I like mm. my sauce cooked baked on in. it. Oh. Yes. Okay. 
is the sauce, the sauce is what makes it wet. Is that what you're saying? And then dry Correct. is just the rub. A dry rub? Okay. It's just the rub. I okay. like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's I guess the then I like, I, I think I like a post-saucing. Like, I mm. want you to put some sauce on there while you're cooking it. And then I want you to just, like, really go hammer time on the sauce before you serve it to me. Like, Lim's Barbecue here in Chicago, Cheryl, have you had them? I have not. It, like, it soaks through the wax paper. It soaks through the box. It soaks through (laughs) your car seat (laughs) on the way home. And I literally would not have it any other way. Because when I eat barbecue, I want it under my fingernails. I want to be using the bread as a napkin. You sop it up with the bread, the white bread. So So you want it soaking wet. Right. Are any of us dry rub real wet. Are you a dry rub person? Um, Well, I think I'm a wet person. (laughs) Cool. Let me just start putting this in context, okay? <laughs> Let's delete that. Please, again, I am a teacher. No. I am. I like it wet. Okay. <laughs> Do you... Cheryl, you brought this up. <laughs> um, okay, flavor profiles. I know I just mentioned Lim's Barbecue, but their sauce is like a tangy i be reading the back of the bottle because they sell the bottles, too. So there's like pineapple juice in there. I think there's vinegar in there. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like a tangy sauce sometimes. Mm-hmm. What are our flavor profiles we prefer in a sauce? Now, we were just talking about the, okay, what was the name of the, <laughs> the bottle we were just looking at? Sweet, sweet baby. baby. <laughs> sweet baby, sweet baby. We were talking about sweet baby. Yeah. And I I like that flavor profile. Like it's it's kind of he has so many. It's like balance. Oh, does he? Yeah. We, okay. We well, I like the regular. The original is award winning. <laughs> <laughs> it's award winning. Okay. Are are you a spokesperson for Sweet? sweet I would baby? love to be on Sweet Baby Ray's payroll. <laughs> Magic at wbez dot Ask for Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Oh. Okay. Um I like I like um savory with a with a kick. Ooh. Ooh. Savory mm-hmm. with a kick. Nice. Mm-hmm. Savory with mm. a kick. Like spicy? Yeah, you know, with a little heat. Not a whole lot of heat on it. Spicy, mm-hmm. you know, but with a little heat. Mm. Um I like it. But uh you know, um my mother is uh, when she was really, really cooking, you know, her you know, doing a lot of cooking, you know, when you have five kids, all right, you, especially back in the day, you um, are going to be cooking a lot. And, uh, but my mother was so good with her barbecue. And one day she gave me a plate to take over to our next door neighbor. He was a single man. And, uh, and so he, he had some. He came out and he said, "You tell your mama she put her big toe off in that." Okay. <laughs> not the big toe. I'm like, okay, not the foot. Okay, right. but the, big toe. the big toe. The big toe. Okay. The big toe. The whole toe. It's so funny. <laughs> okay. So, but she would do little. You know, she'd have a you know a little sweep savory and she'll put a, just a, you know just a hint of heat on it mm. a little spice to it so just fabulous you know what i have this green egg sitting in my garage you bought that 
Are they those those are top of line yep. barbecue devices. And it's like a whole science to actually making this thing work, heating it, getting what it is to a be green egg. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's like this um grill and it looks like a, it's like shaped like an avocado. <laughs> and it's basically clay. It's like a clay grill. Oh. But let me tell you, I, I went and bought this and it was like the red light special Kmart because all the men came over there and was like, oh, you got to get this accessory and do this thing and buy this cookbook. And it's like a thing. It's got its own little culture with it, Um, except for I don't know how to use it. I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and it's very cute. So I'm just kind of curious. You say you don't cook. You don't really know about barbecuing. Why did you buy this avocado shape. Well, there grill. is a story behind <laughs> that. <laughs> I got time. Okay, so well. <laughs> well, actually, I bought it as a gift for my ex. Okay. Oh. Okay. And, you know, that was the one thing he made sure was in the divorce decree. <laughs> was that he wanted the <laughs> green egg back. Really? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, run me my grill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, um... But yeah, no, I'm curious about it because it's like a whole science. You know, you got to, it has these little vents that you have to manipulate and open and close. And you can use, you can use coal, you can use wood, wood adds a different kind of flavor. So it's like a whole science. So I'd like to learn how to actually do it. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And I really like Mm -hmm. the, the, the mechanism of like wood or charcoal or, okay, Cheryl, how do they do it down south? Chow. Okay. First of all, <laughs> people make their own grills down here. They get a big old barrel. <laughs> I love it's that. not that complicated. Yeah, li- literally. Me, I just ran to Home Depot uh, recently and bought whatever they had there. Just, you know, the portable one that you kind of drag around and I got some coals. And I... Uh, Cheryl, you throw hmm? meat on the grill? Oh, of course, but of course. <laughs> oh, but okay. Of course. Okay. What What is your favorite thing to personally grill for Cheryl? Probably my favorite thing to grill. I'm a little intimidated trying to, you know, take on ribs. Uh, typically, what I'll grill is chicken and steak. Mm. So that's what I like. Uh, I like to to grill. I'm, I'm about to take on some um, some barbecue. Get get some tips from my mother. Started learning her recipe. I'm gonna take that on. Okay. I feel like I feel like I know somebody that can answer all these questions mm. about eggs, meat prep, all that. Okay. Awesome. Coming up, we talk to pit master and chef Dominique Leach. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. As y'all know, I love a family barbecue. 
but I've always wanted to know how to create that same restaurant quality experience at home. That's why I am so excited to talk to the barbecue goat herself, Chef Dominique Leach. Taking the first bite of good barbecue feels like the warmest hug. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, it feels... A pat on the back. More more, more <laughs> than that. Like, it's like endearing, like a mm. kiss on the forehead. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Chef Dominique is sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to kind of get into when you got into the barbecue world. What was your foray into barbecue? And then second, what is that competitive nature like as a black woman? in the space of pit mastering. Okay. I actually come from a fine dining background. Mm-hmm. And um, fortunately, I, I I feel like I thrived in it. Um, it just didn't always feel inclusive. Yeah. Um, I cannot tell you how many kitchens I worked in where I felt like they felt like it wouldn't make a difference if I showed up or not. I knew I was strong. Mm-hmm. But it, it almost seemed like part of the system. Mm-hmm. Don't let her know she's special. Wow. You you definitely have like a presence about you and you are the barbecue goat and you're like, people know I'm the barbecue goat. I'm going to tell them I'm the barbecue goat. And I just think in, in in any industry, but especially in an industry that a lot of black women, especially black queer women aren't in, mm-hmm. you have to show up boldly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're really paving the way for a lot of people. I just want to say that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. And that is certainly... The intention, you know, I um, realized that I didn't have, um, I won't say anyone, but I certainly didn't have like a chef or enough people Mm -hmm. to look up to and like using as as an example, like, Mm -hmm. well, she did it so I can do it too. There was just not enough of that growing up. So it's important to me to be an example to kids, Mm -hmm. um, particularly uh, little black girls. Yeah. So you've said that... You want to be the representation for people, for young women. And but I've read about you that you had that kind of at home with your grandmother, mm-hmm. with the namesake of your restaurant. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about her? Yeah. So my grandmother, uh, she's still here with us. Oh, amen. Um, and she is the life of the party. <laughs> she is just like so sweet and inviting and there's no way you're going to go see her without leaving with food or a full belly. And uh, she was certainly the rock, you know, in the family growing up. And uh, our introduction to soul food, I mentioned I come from a single mother household. So my mom cooked out of convenience. Mm-hmm. We were frequent with macaroni, hamburger helper, quick meals. Mm-hmm. And when granny came to town, we knew we're going to eat well. So in your house at family barbecues, what did they look like and who was behind the grill? So family barbecues in my family were like the highlight of my childhood. Mm-hmm. We would get together on holidays, definitely the 4th of July. Um, my birthday's the 5th. So oh. there was always like this feel that it was my birthday party, you know. <laughs> My aunt, my mom, grandmother in the kitchen making sides. My mom will be on the grill. They'll, like, rotate on the grill. My mom, aunt, grandmother, my uncle Nate will be on the grill. I was about 19 when I had my first barbecue and invited family over. Mm. I had a gas grill because I hadn't down-packed lighting a charcoal grill yet. Mm -hmm. 
had them over and they loved it. Like they couldn't even tell it wasn't made from a charcoal grill. <laughs> what do you prefer now? I still, man, you can give me a Weber grill mm-hmm. with some charcoal mm-hmm. and I'll throw down on it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see on, on the uh, current show I'm on, there is a lot of like um, competing to work on the Santa Maria grill. Mm-hmm. And I'm always just like, I don't know why they want to work on that grill. Can you tell us the name of that show? Uh, barbecue Brawl. Okay, Barbecue Brawl. Yeah, Barbecue Brawl. Brawl on the Food Network. You know, so there's like this big green eggy yeah. grill. Yeah. And so my co-host and I were seeing that there's a debate between a Kamado com- grill and a green egg grill. And so now you just told me yet another one. <laughs> um, it's, so... Is there one that you prefer out of all of these trendy grills? Um, I'm real simple. I've never even cooked on a green egg. Oh. We're about to sponsor a green egg fest in like a couple weeks in Michigan. Mm-hmm. I've never cooked on a green egg. I know people that like play with these other grills, they live by them. Yeah. And um, I'm just the type of chef where... Weber grill ain't broke. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> fix it. Don't <laughs> fix it. But um, also, like, Santa Maria, for example, it is a charcoal and a wood grill that you kind of, um, you, you're given the ability to, like, bring it up and down for, you know, however hot or cool you want the, mm. you know, temperature to be. Mm-hmm. Higher if you don't want it to cook as fast and lower if you want it to cook fast. This grill can do wood and charcoal. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer one over the other? And what like what effects do they have? I like to use both. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up using charcoal. Uh, at the restaurant, we use wood mm-hmm. only. Um, and so, if I'm just using wood, then to me, I'm that that's smoking to me. Oh. Um, and if I'm using charcoal, that's barbecuing. Okay. It, in my mind. Um, Makes sense. You know, and so, and a lot of times I will combine the two. Mm-hmm. Is there a wood you prefer? I like applewood. I like mesquite. Mm-hmm. I like hickory. But my favorite would probably be apple. Okay. Yeah. I think um, it's probably underrated. Uh, you don't hear a lot of people say, or people I hear will the use, bacon. Bacon wood? <laughs> or apple apple wood, bacon. Applewood smoked bacon. Yeah, that's kind of like, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Bacon wood. That, somebody needs to make some make bacon Make some wood. bacon wood, please. <laughs> bacon but, wood, uh, please. Applewood, I like it because, well, first of all, it, I feel like it works well for Chicago-style barbecue mm. because. After that, I'll need you to explain what that is. Okay. I feel like a lot of people don't. Get it. Okay, continue. I feel like it works well with particularly Chicago-style barbecue because what do we like or what are we accustomed to eating on our barbecue on the South Side particularly? Mm -hmm. Mouth sauce. Right. So we're looking for that tanginess, that sweetness, and you get that sweetness from Applewood. Mm -hmm. What what is Chicago-style barbecue? So Chicago-style barbecue, and I've taken on the responsibility of defining it because— there has always been confusion. Yeah. There's always been confusion about what it looks like. And so this is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. All right. In the 1950s, there was a great migration from the South mm-hmm. to Chicago. And 
all of those Southern influences came to Chicago with the folks that came here. Mm -hmm. And they brought all of the influences of food, barbecue particularly, to Chicago. So you can go to different restaurants and they do Memphis-style barbecue, uh, Texas-style barbecue. And to me, Chicago is a plethora of styles Mm. put into one. Lexington Betty Smokehouse, for example. Mm-hmm. I like to say it's Memphis meets North Carolina style barbecue. Okay. We serve pork butt, which you don't see often served in Chicago, mm-hmm. unless it is a barbecue restaurant that is representing a specific region like North Carolina style. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to represent rib tips here. We like ribs, mm-hmm. but like rib tips are our culture here right. in Chicago. And typically we just see them chopped up and on like a bed of fries and like piece of white bread, piece of white bread, <laughs> sauce. That's what we like. Yeah. And some people outside of Chicago are like, that's not barbecue. Really? Yes, absolutely. There's really this like misconception that. We don't belong in the conversation, and that is the furthest thing from true. Yeah. Yeah. A tip and link combo has to be in the barbecue conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wonder if the sausages are also the the Chicago influence. Sausage are quintessential Mm -hmm. to Chicago-style barbecue. Yeah. Um, My rib tip and sausage combo was named arguably one of the best in the city. Yes. And um, we take it serious, you Mm -hmm. know? I want to get into like the ways to do a good at-home barbecue because I feel like it's so hard to replicate that like restaurant barbecue taste at home. Mm-hmm. So what's like what are the steps to make that happen at home? Hmm. Well, I remember growing up, I used to think like my family had like the best barbecue and now I just feel like some of our family pitmasters are overcooking the meat. <laughs> So I think the key to having a restaurant quality um, product Mm -hmm. is to cooking that cooking the meat to perfection. Mm. It turns out it's easy because there's this thing called a thermometer Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) where you can just babysit the temperature, the internal temperature of the meat Mm -hmm. and pull it at the appropriate time. Mm And let it rest, and it's going to be a lot better than a lot of that overcooked stuff we're eating at barbecues. Yeah, because you like, you know, you're at home, you're like, is it done? Yeah. I don't want to make grandma sick, you know. Let me tell you, Google and a thermometer. And a meat, a meat thermometer. And Absolutely. some will tell you, you put in the meat, and it'll be like, yep, you're ready. Yeah. Okay, so that's a good step, a meat yes. thermometer. Um, what is the best way to prepare your meats for grilling? So I'm thinking... Ribs, maybe chicken. Like that's a loaded question well, because I, I think, <laughs> like because barbecue is like it's it's like it's a cuisine, mm-hmm. but it's a cuisine that is practiced all over the world. Yeah, so it's a matter of preference. I have a specific one. Well, how do you like to prepare your what 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 cut of meat are we talking about? Okay, so one of our co-hosts asked. Um, she was like, "Do I pull that membrane off the ribs?" And I'm like, I don't know. I will ask Chef Dominique. Yeah, you know, some people are going to, like, try to give me heat over this because I didn't grow up pulling the membrane from the meat. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know it was a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got to be honest, I've worked at places where I didn't see them pull it off either. Um, It it is something we do now. Um, 
just like so much uh, silver meat on proteins, it is insoluble fiber and your body cannot digest it. Mm. So it makes sense to just pull it off. It doesn't need to be there texturally. It'll be better without it. Wow. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you'll get heat for that. That was a very (laughs) diplomatic answer. Um, So like what are your maybe like top three tips for just haha rib tips. <laughs> yeah, what are your top three rib tips for ribs and making them at home? Hmm. So the the seasoning, mm-hmm. um, arguably the most important thing. I mean, it is uh, what most contributes to the flavor profile outside of the wood or the charcoal. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to not over season them, um, and, but season them well. Mm-hmm. The second one would be. Pulling them at the appropriate temperature, Mm. pulling them from the grill at the right time. And the third one would be the resting of the meat. So, yeah. So it's important to rest your meat. Mm -hmm. And what that means is just give it some time to just after it hits the temperature, Mm -hmm. just let it sit there. And what's happening is all of the juice is like macerating the meat um, and making for a nice, well-rounded bite once you do cut into it. Hmm. Now, when you don't rest your meat, you cut right into it, you see all of that juiciness right. extract from the meat. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you want because that makes for a dry rib. Wow. Um, so that's really important. And I think um, in, in a lot of cultures, we're just omitting that part of it. But it's really, it's important. I'm like, I think so many people are so ready to eat at family barbecues <laughs> yeah. that they cut right into everything immediately. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming. I This was such a great conversation. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed the conversation as well. Yeah, you are like, you get the best answers. And, <laughs> and, and I think people are going to be excited to, one, try a restaurant. Go get those dogs from Mariano's. Mm-hmm. And then trying to, like, level up their own game at home. For sure. The meat thermometer was a big one. Yeah. <laughs> I keep two with me at all times. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, thanks again. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. That was so great. Yes. What a great interview, Taylor. Thank you. Oh. So, okay, I do want to know I'm this, hungry. though. Me too. Like, <laughs> legit. <laughs> What's the first recipe you're going to try now? I think I might attempt a rib by mm-hmm. myself, like okay. a, sla- a slab of ribs by myself. Okay. Same, same. I'm going to try, you know, a rib, and I'm not waiting for a holiday. Oh, okay. I'm going to get in there in the middle of the week. <laughs> a a Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> what about you? You know, I think I'm going to play around with, like, a veggie burger. I'm going to just, like, try to switch up the flavor of just a plain old veggie burger. There we go. Yep. I like that. A Beyond Jennifer burger. (laughs) (laughs) Beyond Mason burger. Impossible, Jennifer. Right. Because I was like, are you just going to get a Beyond Meat patty? Or are you going to, like, actually just from scratch, scratch? Well, I'll probably just use a patty and add a little salt and pepper. Or a Chef Dominique Leach sauce. Yeah, (laughs) it'll be wet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now, y'all, I'll catch you at the When Magic Happens Barbecue. A cute 
And that's a wrap for our episode about barbecue. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and tune in every Friday for your dose of when magic happens. And follow us on Instagram at when magic happens podcast. Don't miss out on the latest and greatest from your when magic happens family. Subscribe to our newsletter, the perfect companion to this podcast at wbez.org backslash newsletters. And special thanks to our guest, Chef Dominique Leach. You can find her on Instagram at Chef Dominique Leach and at LexingtonBetty.com. You can find me, Taylor Coward, on Instagram at Taylor Coward Online. And you can find me, Cheryl Jackson, on socials at Cheryl Jackson, that's Cheryl with an E. And you can find me, Jennifer Shaylove Long, on Instagram at Being Love. And we want to hear from you, our magical listeners. Our email address is magic at wbez.org. Send us anything we want to hear from you. When Magic Happens is a production of WBEZ Chicago and a part of the NPR Podcast Network. Our truly magical producer is Brianna Garrett. Elizabeth Cambridge is our associate producer. Brennan Banizak is our executive producer. Tracy Brown is chief content officer. Production assistance by Justin Bull. Engineering by Ethan Schwab. See y'all next week. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.